Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I fucked it up, man. I fucked it up. Shit. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. We are gearing up for the most horrible time of the year. Yeah. We, John and that's, I agree. <laughs> that's definitely what it is. I mean, really, I think the most horrible time of the year is like the week of Thanksgiving through Christmas. But once you pass Thanksgiving, you're right in the, in the thick of it. Right in the thick of it. What's different this year for me is all of my Christmas stuff is in my garage, but I don't know where it is because I'm not the person who took it out of the moving truck and put it in the garage. Ah, right. So I'm not sure where any of my Christmas stuff is. And then there is the um, complication of space. There is literally nowhere to put a Christmas tree in my house. And you have a full, it's artificial, right? But it's full size. I have a, I think I have a small one. I think I kept it. Um, I may, I may actually have to order one off of Amazon, like a small Christmas tree, because there is nowhere to put a Christmas tree in my house. Nowhere. I mean, there's not even room for a dining table. We don't have a dining room table. We don't have a table that we sit at. Yeah. We sit see, at people they always say like, "Oh, do you just move a chair or you move this piece of furniture?" But Sometimes there's nowhere to move it. Like there's, right. unless you just want to put a piece of furniture randomly in your bedroom so you can't walk around for a month. Right. Yeah. So this is, my mother is coming over tonight to help. Um, in in the last year of 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 getting better, of overcoming a very dark period of my life, my mother so that she would come over at least once a week to help me with things. And Lita has dance tonight, so she's going to come over a little earlier, and we're going to do laundry together, and then she'll take Lita to dance, and I'll have, I'll consult with the Avon World sales leader about <laughs> what the, the hell am I going to do? <laughs> I have no room for a Christmas tree. So you get to spend that time strategizing for a holiday you don't even like. Yeah, and nice. I, you know, okay, so... My least favorite holiday by far is Halloween. I hate Halloween. Oh, yeah, same. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, because Utah does Halloween up. Ugh. For me, it's just the it's the pressure of this holiday to because I'm terrible at gift giving and the pressure to give my kids the, the holiday experience that they deserve. Right. Um, do but you feel that? I totally do. But I think the real issue. So. Halloween is awful, but it is one day. Like people might decorate early, but you really only celebrate on one day. I guess some people go to Halloween parties, but for the most part, it's one day. But Christmas is from the day after Thanksgiving until Christmas. Yes. It's like it's the whole season of it. It's not just giving your kids a good Christmas day. 
it's everything about it. It's making cookies and doing all of these things that you're supposed to do because everyone associates them with Christmas. Yes. And I don't have anything against these things, but it is really daunting. It is extraordinarily, I mean, I think back to my childhood and how much I loved, I loved decorating the tree and I loved, I loved the smell of, of the tree. I loved the smell of, you know, wreaths and, and cinnamon and all that sort of thing and Christmas music and like right, the idea of putting on a Christmas album, I want to go punch somebody in the face. <laughs> yep. I don't want to listen to Christmas music. No. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's weird because I loved it as a kid. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And Lexton has always liked it. Not just the day, but the entire season. And I thought for a while, because we haven't had, I mean, I know that this sounds amazing to you, but we've had like very little snow the last few seasons. And for Lexton, snow is the holiday. Like the two go hand in hand. Yeah. So when we don't have snow, it doesn't feel like Christmas. But I'm starting to realize this year that it's really not the lack of snow. He has just kind of lost the magic of Christmas. And I think it's because of everything that happened. Really? Because for so many years, it was a family Christmas. Oh, I see. That doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. And I really think that that's a big piece. He just, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to listen to music. He doesn't want to make cookies. He doesn't want to do anything, which is, wow. is okay. I mean, I'm not going to force it, force it on him, but I think it has more, there's more to it than just the lack of snow. Yeah. And that is kind of sad. And then it makes me feel like I have to really amp up mm -hmm. to try and make him enjoy it because I feel like he should. No kid should hate this season. I don't know. But again, that comes back to the pressure of it all. Yeah. We sort of spun it as they get two Christmases. You know, they get one here and then they get one with, with John, Jex, him. <laughs> him. Him. So they, I think that they like the season because, oh, we, you know, we get, we get presents here and then we go get presents there. So it's like two Christmases. And the last time that I had them on Christmas, so John and I, um, legally, one person is, is, can get the whole two weeks of, of the Christmas break. But John and I had worked it out that one of us would get um, Christmas and then one of us would get the week after. So this year, that's nice. it's my turn. Yeah, this, this year it's my, my turn to have them on Christmas. And the last time that I had them on Christmas, I, I went fucking out, man. I, I gave them a gym in oh, the house. I remember that. Yeah, I bought all this equipment off of Amazon, all this gym equipment, and I like a, a bar and a trampoline and all these mats, and I decorated this whole room, and I had actually put up a sign, this giant sign that said Armstrong Gym. <laughs> and it was, it was That's like, awesome. So, it, like, it, after opening all their presents, they did this little, our tradition is to do kind of a... I write a clue that sends them to another clue that sends them to another clue that sends them to the big gift. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do What am I going to do? I can't top that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you set the bar. Okay. Well, you set the bar pretty high and then you downsized. Yeah. I fucked it up, man. I fucked it up. Shit. Do they, they ask have... for things? Like, do they make a list? They, they made a list of like, you know, Marlo wants 
a really giant, you know, unicorn, rainbow unicorn, and she wants so poop awesome. emoji pillows. And but there's nothing like major. Like I, I, they have every gaming system. They have their phones and their iPads, and or Lita is working up towards one. But like, what sort of huge, really exciting thing can I give to them? And that's the puzzle this year. You know, and that's what I always go through is what's going to be the big thing. But I, I just don't know how much it matters. Like this year, Lexton has almost nothing on his list and he's he's kind of concerned that he can't think of more things to want (laughs) like he's very concerned that he feels like he should have more on there i'm like no for one i can i can think of things to give you that's that's really not a challenge like you don't have to just want things to want them it's not Mm -hmm. what this is about but the big gift is always always a thing yeah and then there's always the, I don't know if you have to do these, and I'm, I don't dread them at all, mostly, <laughs> the uh, the family Christmas parties. I mean, do you guys have those? Well, we used to, but all of the family Christmas parties were with Hex's family. So, I mean, Do you go there and, and do that still? I could, they invite me every year. I mean, her whole family, I'm still you know close to them, but I don't go. I just end up sitting it out. I mean, it was the same thing with Thanksgiving. I was invited to two Thanksgivings and didn't go. Mm-hmm. And in, in part, it's not even that I don't, that I'm not interested in going, but it's that she has a tendency to not commit in advance. So I never know if she's going to go. And I just don't really have an interest in spending that time with her, her family. That mm-hmm. would be fine. I mean, I get along with her family and it's not that we don't get along. I would just rather, I would rather not. And in truth, it's her family. If she wants to go, I don't also need to be there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind the parties, but I don't need them. Well, we have a we have a Christmas party. My mother throws one. We all get together and do Christmas with my mother. And then my dad does one at his house. And it's very different. <laughs> he, like an actual party with his family? Yeah, it's like, um. well, it's just him and... Um, my my stepmother and they, it's this tradition where we all sit down and we have a meal and then we all go watch I'm going to get in so much shit for this so much oh, trouble for, for complaining about this but then we go down into the basement and he turns on this special Mormon Jesus film about the spirit of Christmas and blah 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 blah, that blah. Sounds pretty awesome. super super religious white Jesus Anglo-Saxon Jesus. And then it's very reverent. You know, everybody needs to be reverent and thankful. And then we all, he, he gives everybody, all the kids, their the gifts from him. But at my mom's house, we just like, she throws out a whole bunch of food and everybody just sort of sits around and, you know, it's, it's more relaxed. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, although I am saying that. <laughs> I think it just depends on what you're, and what you're used to, like how things were when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Because, at, I mean, the closest family that I had growing up lived six or eight hours away. So typically on both Thanksgiving and Christmas, it was just my five-person family. Super relaxed, hang out in your PJs, like everything was was really relaxed. And down here, 
because all of of Heather's family is down here, there's like her her mom's side celebrates and her dad's side celebrates. And her mom's side is super relaxed. There's drinks, there's food, really casual. Her dad's side is extremely formal. Yeah. It used to be where one person could open one gift at a time and everyone would watch and then you'd go to the next person and it would take hours. Oh God. Like hours and and everybody, they're all great people. It's just, that's not, that's not Christmas to me because that's not how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean it's worse. It just is worse. <laughs> it's, it's just That's, that's all there is to it. Oh, yeah. I remember like when my parents divorced being excited about, oh, you know, I had the two Christmases, my mom and my dad. My dad got more formal after the divorce, I think. Things at my dad's house are always more um, or very organized and, you know, I don't know, very stringent. Is that a word? What is the word? Sterile. Sterile, yeah. Maybe. It's I very mean, formal. It's very reverent. It's very quiet. It's kind of like, like it's kind of like me and John. Like I, John has become very formal after in the in the last five years, and I have become way, way, way more crass, if that's even possible. <laughs> but like you know, my family uses paper plates and plastic cups and stuff like that. My dad uses the good stuff though, like actual plates and actual forks and knives. Oh, it's well. just those little differences right. that, you know, when, when you show up and you're like a paper plate and a plastic, you're like, for me, the hick that I am, I am, I immediately relax because it's like, okay, I don't have to watch every word that comes out of my mouth. Right. Because I'm using a paper plate. <laughs> well, it sets the tone. I mean, yeah. and, th- and that's, that's a really good way to put it. I mean, the same for me. One side has, I don't, not even fine china, but just actual dishware and the other side has paper plates and solo cups Mm -hmm. and it's a totally it immediately like you said it immediately sets a different tone i think it's just a less immediately less formal lita came before leah left before they went to to new york for thanksgiving um she and i were having a conversation about her father and the atmosphere there (laughs) Uh, she just looked she she just looked at me and she was just like Marlo had made a comment about how she had overheard somebody talking to her um, one of Liz's children and said you know is your mom going to marry that man John Marlo was like I don't want that to happen and I'm like why don't you want that to happen and she said because I don't I don't like the I don't like the fact that my parents are divorced Uh, this is recent and And I, and I said, I, you know, I know I'm, I know, I know that hurts and I know that you're still dealing with this, but your father and I are not ever going to be together. I know that he loves Liz and that Liz makes him very happy. I was trying to explain that to her. And I was telling Lita about this interaction and she was chewing on something and like she stopped chewing and her jaw dropped and she was like, I could never, she goes, I can't even, I can't ever imagine you with him. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. Oh, wow. She's like, I just can't even picture the two of you. She's like, no. She's like, I can't. I can't. Don't don't make me do it. And I was like, why? Why is it weird? She goes, because you and Liz are so different, Mom. You guys are just com- the complete opposite of each other. 
And it just, again, here it's just, we have, we, I mean, my kids are good kids and I make them, you know, work hard, but it's a really relaxed atmosphere here. That's interesting. It makes me wonder if, and I guess in, in John's situation, it's a little different because Liz has children. So maybe that's just how they, how they are, how they parent. But I feel like, you know, you look at your mom and you, you lived with your mom after your parents separated and she was more casual. You're more casual. I am more casual. I almost feel like, and maybe that, maybe that's really what it is, is that when you're a single parent, you almost have to be as a survival mechanism. Like that, yeah, that expression, picking your, your battles. battles takes on a whole yeah, new meaning. Exactly. So you, you don't have a choice. You either go crazy trying to stay really rigid or you just back off. Yeah. And that's definitely, even, I mean, when, when Heather and I were together, I was probably the more rigid one. Since we've separated, that has completely flipped just because it puts <laughs> things in perspective. Yeah. Interesting. Like I, like I think about, so, I mean, the fact that we don't have a kitchen table, we sit at the countertop. Um, my kids come home, they have homework. Each of them has to practice piano a, spe- a specific amount of time, showers, dinner, so there's really not a lot of like in between time. It's all our nights are packed. You you get it. You totally understand just oh, yeah. how packed nights can be. So I I gladly admit that I I often fix my children whatever they want to eat and it's usually different from each other and then I have my own meal. And I'll sit down with them, but I don't really ever like we are having chicken tacos tonight boom it's never like that it's like okay what are you willing to eat okay we'll make that for you and i will sit at the countertop with you and that is because there really isn't a lot of time to cook at night there's just so like like piano and therapy and piano and dance and you know it's just i deal with and diarrhea (laughs) is that relevant to your week Oh, she, I had to go, Marlo had, Marlo came home from New York with diarrhea and she seemed okay yesterday morning and I sent her to school and then like two hours later, the, I see that number on the phone and oh, I'm like, yeah. shit, 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 shit. It's the Monday after, <laughs> it's Cyber Monday, it's the Monday after Thanksgiving and my kid's sick. Yep. So, and I go pick her up and she, I, st- I stay with her all day long and and then she woke. I put her to bed, and she woke up an hour later, just super sick. And then she had diarrhea all night long, and was with me in my bed. So I didn't sleep at all last night. You know, I mean, it's in those moments. Or am I going to take a low road? I may. <laughs> <laughs> we we've been venturing down that path more and more lately. I think yeah, it's the holidays, it's, though, so we're it's allowed. No, like oh. Again, it's like, okay, so now my my entire fucking workday is ruined because my kid is sick. I'm the one who deals with the diarrhea. I'm the one who takes them to piano. I'm the one who makes them practice piano. I'm the one who oversees the homework. I'm the one who makes sure they have all their stuff when they go to school in the morning. Like, this is my responsibility. And yesterday when I was driving to pick her up from school, I just wanted to scream. Like, I always have to deal with the diarrhea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like you're complaining, but that's not it it is, but it's it has nothing to do with with Marlo. 
no. at all. It's just the fact that all of those things that require you to bend and flex your life, you are the one who has to bend and flex it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I mean, and I, God, yep. I was thinking, okay, so if I am a, a mother who, if I'm a single mother who's working an inflexible job, probably two or three inflexible jobs, I have to leave my kid at school with diarrhea. My kid has to stay at school because there's nobody to go pick her up, right? Right. Like, how fucking lucky am I that I can go get her? I, I always try to put that back into perspective, like, at least I can bring my sick child home. But then there's that part of me that's just like, God damn it. <laughs> right. Right. Now, and it's not because you don't want to bring her home. It's just it would be nice if someone else could also do that. It would be nice if I had someone, yeah, who could watch her while I worked. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I totally get that. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, in your case, it's obviously because he's halfway across the country. So it's impossible for him to help my case is slightly different and it's it's frustrating because her job is is pretty rigid i mean it's very important that she's there but at the same time and that's what she will usually say i can't take the time off he's sick but i can't take the time off i can't i can't i can't but then on a lot of the other days i always hear about how work was crazy because someone was home with a sick kid like you know what if they can do it like you can do it sometimes every so often would be okay you know i mean and it's it's hard in any situation for for you know couples for single parents because there's sick days there's so many fucking days off anymore that mm -hmm. it's just impossible to juggle it. But when you know that you're the only one that's going to do it, it it does wear on you sometimes. Diarrhea is a perfect example because that is an awful situation. It is an awful situation. And she was, I mean, she's in pain and she's not feeling well. And, you know, she's really sick and it feels terrible. I feel terrible for her. And, but it was like, oh, it's a great, great segue into Christmas. Let's oh, yeah. just do this right. <laughs> I um, mean, silver lining, at least it's now instead of the 23rd or something. We haven't gotten to the 23rd yet, John. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm, I will knock on all the wood I can find. So I was going to say my my mother and my stepfather, the, the last few years when, when I've had them for Christmas, they will come over on Christmas morning to, um, because, you know, my brother and sister are both still married. So my mother and stepfather will come with, to be with me to give Lita and Marlo more holiday support, if that if that if that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom helps me out quite a bit, just to like the night or a couple nights before making sure that everything's wrapped and and in good shape. Like I'm so glad that I have her to step in and 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 fill some of the voids. Well, I think it helps so. to just make it feel like a more, not even well-rounded, but just a fuller experience. Yeah. Do you decorate, by the way? Do I? No. Lexton typically <laughs> does. Um, he, he In the past, I guess that is the one thing that he has not lost interest in. He loves Christmas lights and Christmas decorations. Yeah. I don't, I hate them. 
Like there's one strand of white lights that goes around one room and that's it. Every year, like every single year since 2005, I've purchased a live full-size tree. Really? Every year. I grew up with live tree. We never had fake trees. So that for me was just, that was sort of an essential part of Christmas and I still enjoy them. However, I'm sick of dealing with them for one. And for another, my house is only accessible by climbing down about 45 stairs. Right. And I'm, I'm just done with juggling it. And thankfully I, I kind of presented the idea of, you know, a table tree, like a three foot tree. <laughs> to Lexton, and he was pretty receptive to it. I said, we can still put lights on it. We can still decorate. I did have to make the compromise that because it will have less lights than a full-size tree, we will put other lights elsewhere, which okay, so is going to suck. It's going to suck. Like, that's, for me, like, the worst Christmas thing, in my opinion, is putting lights on a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's why I own artificial pre-lit Christmas trees. Like, there's no fucking way you're ever going to get me to put lights on a goddamn Christmas tree ever again, (laughs) ever. It's a a pain. I did it one year, and I I did it one year, and I wanted, I was like, fuck, fuck. We're not even celebrating this holiday. Stop. (laughs) Well, you either end up with not enough lights, or you have enough lights, but somehow they ended like halfway up the tree. It, mm-hmm. There's always something. And then there's the sap and then there's the needles. And I know I sound like a total Scrooge. It's just, I would rather put that energy into other holiday things that are not that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of the two Christmas concept, because I don't know if you remember or how many of the listeners remember, but typically I have hosted Heather and her parents for Christmas. That's right. And it's always been really great. Oh, God. Yep. And I mean, it started the first year was because I just wanted it to be as normal for Lexton as possible. And that was typically what we did. We would have her parents over. So I did that and it was fine. And then I guess I did it last year because I don't know. That's what we had done. And I decided a couple weeks ago, I'm not doing that. Like we're, I'm going to have Christmas, probably Christmas morning with him because I'm assuming he'll want to wake up here and then he can go to her house and have Christmas there because yeah. I don't want to host. I'm just burnt out on being ultra accommodating without any reciprocation. Not that that's why I do it, but can't keep doing Recipro- it. Reciprocation would be nice, right? I mean something every so often (laughs) and it's not like anything has gotten worse i mean she still comes over twice a week we still communicate really often and it's fine but i don't need i don't feel like i need to host the holidays again it just doesn't doesn't make any sense hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I do the Christmas tree, and then I put out some candles, a few figurines here and there. Do you have a nativity? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was thinking probably not. No. Uh, yeah. I grew up I grew up with nativity scenes, for sure. But that's not oh, yeah. something that I've introduced, no. Um, I think it would confuse. My kids would be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? We, one year, like several years ago, we had friends from the UK. And they were, they were atheists. And he was, he was very atheist. And he was irritated one Christmas because he was noticing that all the nativity scenes that were outside, a lot of the characters like lit up except baby Jesus. Baby Jesus was either not lit or had a spotlight. So we had, we spent the entire holiday season looking as he put it for a baby Jesus with a light up his ass. And that was the goal. Whoever could find it and text it won. It was great. It's the only time I've ever really enjoyed nativity scenes. Oh my God. It was like to the point where if you saw it, you'd kind of walk into someone's yard to verify there was a light and take a photo. And it was great. (laughs) Through the snow, it didn't matter. So for anyone looking for a tradition, I highly, highly recommend the baby Jesus with a light up his ass. With a light up his ass. That's the, as a kid, uh, people in the South go kind of nutty with the, the lights at Christmas. Like, really, really nutty. People really do it up in the South with the lights on the outside of their house. And so traditionally, we would several times get in the car, listen to Christmas music, and go look at all the lights because we knew where the good houses were. Oh yeah, I don't. That's they don't. That doesn't happen here. Oh, that um, happens here. Does it happen there? Oh, it's a. But thing. I think I'm going to adopt that. That they do put up nativity scenes, and so I'm going to adopt that new tradition. <laughs> Baby Jesus with a light up his ass. You you really should. It's it's pretty great, and it's not as easy as you'd think. Because when you really start to look, he, Baby Jesus is usually with a spotlight. mm Hmm. But we totally, the Christmas light thing is big here. When Lexton was really little, he he used to call it Christmas light looking. So that's oh, really? just still, even today, I, I asked him just over the weekend, I'm like, do you want to go light looking for, for Christmas lights? Because that's just what we call it. And there's a house not far from here, I don't know, half an hour from where I live that has, they won that like HGTV Christmas light showdown thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, a couple of years. They have, I don't know, 1.5 million lights on their house. It's absolutely Oh, my insane. God. Oh, yeah. There's now a parking lot by their house. They offer hot chocolate. You can donate. They give, I think after covering expenses, they give all of the money to, I don't know what the charity is, but they give it away. And They should give it to Puerto Rico this year. They're using that much electricity. I, I yeah. think 40% of Puerto Rico still doesn't have electricity. Yep. And here we are looking at 1.5 billion lights on a house. It's yeah, Christmas. it's pretty, pretty nuts. And you wow. can you it's like one of those if you've been to those houses where it tells you what radio station to tune into, 
and then the lights are synced with oh the radio. Oh my god, seriously? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a huge deal. I mean the the like the county sheriff and the state police like they had to redirect traffic. It's huge. I mean it's it's massive. I don't know how much they make, but it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I I've never put decorations on the outside of my house. I maybe put a wreath on the door, but that's about as far as I'll go. So what it's are the figurines though? I'm very intrigued now. Yeah. What what figurines do you put up? Like Santa's? Oh, like I I bought no like um like reindeer. Okay. And decorative tiny little trees, candles, like little votive holders that that are, you know, Christmas themed. Oh yeah. You know, I I try to, I want to give my children, you know, a sense of like okay, we're now in this season and it's, you know, and it, what I'll do is I'll do this mixture of I've never found a candle that has the right smell for Christmas. Uh, my mother used to do this too. She would basically put a pot of water on the stove and you put cinnamon and cloves and a little bit of oil in it, mostly cinnamon and cloves, maybe a little bit of mint. Yep. And you you boil it and then you let it simmer and the house just fills with this incredible like roasted cinnamon clove smell. Are you going to do that this year? I do it every year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. So my house currently is much more divided. Like the rooms are smaller. They're not. It's not like a really open plan. Does it still work? Does it still work? Like I feel like because my kitchen. I mean, the house that I moved from was oh. very open. So the smell of anything in the kitchen would just kind of go through the house. But if yeah, it simmers, I, does it still kind of drift through everywhere? Um. It no. no it's just gonna. My house again is just like like you said. It's sort of cut up, but the, the kitchen and the living room are open with each other. Oh, nice! So it'll at least fill the living room with the smell. That's but, nice. Yeah, that I can get into. I've never been, I've never been a big fan of any of the like the votive holders or the figurines or anything. Mostly because I don't want to deal with them after the holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, especially now, my my house has one closet. And it is in my room, and that is the only closet in the entire house. So I don't have anywhere to put anything. And the basement is cellar style, so you can't store anything in it. Oh, my God. Which is one of the reasons I don't have anything, because there's nowhere to put anything. Everything I own has to be out somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious, but at the same time, I will say... That having downsized and having no room for things has brought me a there's, a, there's a kind of happiness. It's a, it's not, you know, oh, this has changed my life. This has brought me so much joy. But there's a satisfaction in not having as much shit as I used to have or having to keep track of as much shit. Oh, yeah. Because I can't. There's no place to put anything. Well, it's very liberating mm-hmm. when you finally realize... And I think we've talked about this, but when you just realize how much you don't need. Right. And that's usually I'll think about it. I'm like, I would really like this, but I really only need it during this season. And then when I'm not in that season, I don't have anywhere for it to go. So I guess I don't really need it. It just does, doesn't need to sit out. You know, it yeah. is, it is, it's frustrating, but it is kind of a liberating place to be. But at the same time, it's, it's hard for things when you do want like the decorations, for example. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere to put them. And I'll be damned if I'm going to have anything visible from Christmas any other time of the year. 
<laughs> it's definitely not going to happen. You're super right about the fact, like, when you have to clean up the Christmas decorations, it's like, oh, man. Oh, God. Yep. I dreaded it so badly last year that my mom was like, I'm coming and I'm helping you and we're going to get it done in an hour. And did that's you? what we did. Holy <laughs> shit. That's impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that is one thing I think I, I know I never appreciated. Like my, my mom hated taking ornaments off the tree, dreaded it every year. And I never really got it because all I remembered as a kid was how fun it was to decorate the tree. Mm-hmm. There were cookies and music and you decorated because I didn't take the ornaments off the tree and wrap them carefully and put them back in a box. That blows. <laughs> Taking things, <laughs> it's like the exact opposite mood. When you're decorating, you're happy. And when you take it down, you're just pissed and you want it over with. Mm-hmm. God. I don't even have anything up and I'm already dreading it. Yeah. Oh, I have to do, the tree is going to happen this weekend, the first weekend in December. Right. I have to find my tree. Otherwise, I need to go get one. But I saw a tweet this morning. We're back to Twitter. <laughs> I saw a tweet this morning and it said, it wasn't that the Grinch didn't like Christmas. The Grinch didn't like people, which makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he wasn't like, so cut, bad. Cut the Grinch some slack. Like, he just hated people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I do think, though, that that's interesting you say that because I think the Christmas season, it, it either makes you love people or hate people. <laughs> like there's no in between. You're never kind of OK with it. It's just everyone drives you insane or you love how cheery everyone is. Well, it, it also I think what it does is it enhances whatever whatever state you are in. If you are in a happy state. If you're like, you know, really joyous and things are good and you're feeling really energetic about things, you're like, oh, this is great. People are happy. Christmas shopping, you know, there's a a lilt. You, know, you go to the grocery store and there's, you know, poinsettias. And, but if you're like in a bad place, dark, dark place, <sighs> I wouldn't know anything about this at all. <laughs> yep. Christmas is just like, all it does is reinforce the fact that you're gonna die alone (laughs) right oh yeah and it it is it's funny because i i've tried to be really positive about it like i don't i don't exchange gifts with like any of my siblings or their spouses we stopped doing that years ago and there's only i guess then i have four nieces and nephews so the gift giving is really minimal which is nice because i hate giving gifts but then at the same time, you're out and you see people shopping for spouses or significant others, and you just want to die. <laughs> like, I don't even like giving gifts. And it's not about the gift. It's just the concept that you don't get to partake in. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's it's weird. It's not even something I want, that the exact thing. I just want the essence of what it represents. Right. And they're so fucking happy. <laughs> It's going to be, it's going to be a long month. I'm just on that right now. I do not like receiving gifts. I don't know how to, it's awkward. It's like an awkward handshake where I'm like, I don't, I don't, you're giving me something. Why are you giving me something? Yeah, yeah, it is. And you, you get watched. Will you open it? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I say thank you before I even really know what it is. Just mm-hmm. because I, I feel like once I say it, then I am released. Like, then I will no longer be watched. 
thanks, I love it. And then I'll look at it and figure out what it is. Because I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. If there was a blanket agreement to not give or receive any gifts to anyone at Christmas, I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled. Thrilled. And then I could really enjoy the spirit of like just being with the people that I want to be with. Right? Just yep. that's the that, that to me is the spirit. That that to me is sharing sharing stories and sitting around and enjoying time with your the people that you want to be with. That to me is the essence of the season. Yep. And the gift giving and just sort of this awkward like uh, just it just puts a chip in it. It's like a it's like a teacup with a giant chip in it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I think, it, I don't remember when it was. It was several years ago when we decided to not exchange on my side of the family, except for the kids. And instead, we would take turns preparing meals, planning dinners. We all, when we, when we met at my sister's house in Wisconsin, we all came, like not, not as couples, but as individual people with cocktail recipes and just took turns oh, wow. preparing the drinks. And so there was no, there was none of that pressure. It was just, we were all there to share in the same exact things. Yeah. And it was great. So much better than trying to find gifts or, and then people say, well, if you don't like to give gifts, just give a gift card. That is the worst possible solution. <laughs> I would rather just hand someone, I could just hand them a $50 bill, like Merry yeah. Christmas. Well, that th that's the easy thing about my family is, and I love this about them, like they are overjoyed when they get a gift certificate to Outback Steakhouse, Chili's, oh. Applebee's, or Home Depot. Oh, like, God, Applebee's. They love it. I haven't about that in so long. They, they especially love the ones to Chili's. Like, that's the best. They love <laughs> Chili's gift cards. So awesome. Really? Awesome. Um, I mean, I guess if you <laughs> genuinely... Enjoy, but I think with everyone, like whether they're aware of it or not, part of what they love is that they know they're going to like it. Mm -hmm. Like when you open a gift, when you get a box, there's this chance like, oh shit, do I have to, do I have to think, <laughs> do I have to make them think that I love this? But if it's a gift card, odds are pretty good. It's going to be to somewhere you go anyway. Yeah. So you automatically are thrilled. Exactly. I don't know that I would be super thrilled with chilies, but <laughs> maybe. I mean, they have the they have the, the 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 chips and salsa that they the you get free order like you they refill it constantly. That's my family's favorite thing in the world. Free chips and salsa. Which, yeah, That's well, you, awesome. the chips and salsa. Yeah, I love it because you you bought you order one and they keep bringing it to you for free <laughs> after you so pay great. for the, the the initial one, right? Right. Which I will say I am guilty of loving that too. <laughs> I mean, I don't complain about free chips and or bottomless, I suppose, chips and salsa. Yeah. But it's better with the margarita. And if you, I mean, they don't drink. They don't drink. No. Do you drink in front? Like, no, you um, drink. When right? they are at my house, if when they are at my house, yes, I do because it's my rules at my house. I hosted Thanksgiving one year, and I, I believe that I I let them pray over the oh, meal. Um, I was like, if you guys want to do that, that's fine. You guys can do that. But um, but yeah, I, I drink. And, and I remember having wine in front of them that Thanksgiving. Okay. So they yeah. don't, but they're okay with it, relatively speaking. Yeah. 
whenever they come to my house, like it's so funny. My my nephews, especially, they're six my my twin nephews, they come over to my coffee machine and oh, they, they like open the thing and then they try to they're like, Oh, it smells so good. It smells so good. Because they don't drink oh, they're coffee. Not allowed, right? No. No, and I remember being their age and like walking into a grocery store and walking down the coffee aisle and being overcome by how good it smelled and being feeling terrible, feeling so guilty that I that I loved the smell of coffee. I don't. Yeah. I'm just going to ask because we need a, we need a little Mormon lesson in this episode. What is it with the coffee? Okay. Why? Oh, so this is a very interest this is this is actually very interesting. So it's called the Word of Wisdom. And it's in a it's in a book called the Doctrine and Covenants, which is a part of the scriptures, part of Mormon scriptures. And they came up; they they were all sitting around Joseph Smith and the apostles at the time, back in eighteen the late eighteen hundreds, were writing this scripture. the The legend or the rumor is that uh, they were getting distracted by all the tobacco smoking and and whatnot. And somebody I forget what the revelation was, but. Uh, Mormon, basically, you're supposed to stay away from alcoholic beverages, smoking, tobacco, and hot drinks, which came to mean coffee and tea. They can't have tea either. Holy no, shit. not with caffeine oh in God. it. It was basically to, it was basically like staying away from addictive substances, but they specified hot drinks. So Mormons get around it by drinking Coke or Diet Coke because they never said anything about soda. Well, what about um, like iced coffee though? I mean, te- technically. <laughs> so, uh, for the longest, I mean, it was basically this year, this year, 2017, BYU decided that it was going to allow caffeinated soda on campus. That is so weird. When I was attending BYU, you could not get a caffeinated drink, like you could not buy a Coke. It was caffeine-free Coke, caffeine-free Diet Coke, caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. So that, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any anyone sense. with, I'm not even going to make that comment. Clearly it was the caffeine that they were opposed <laughs> to. Not the fact that coffee uh-huh. was hot. Like they're going around, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make yes. any sense to me. It makes no I sense. I could see like there's, allowing there's no decaf coffee because then you're acknowledging yeah. that it's really not the coffee, but it's the caffeine. So we're going to do less caffeine. I don't, you get so much shit done with caffeine. Joseph Smith could have written that in like half the time. I mean, there was that day, what, a week or two ago where I realized I was texting you and I was, it was like a barrage of texts, just these long, like text after text after text after text because I had had an afternoon coffee and I felt like I was mm-hmm. soaring. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That is, that's sad. Yeah, my, my, my coffee machine makes espresso. I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful doing an afternoon coffee. Yeah. Oh, I learned. I, I paid for it that day. Yeah. I used to be fine, but then I cut back on coffee. So now it's can't can't really do afternoon coffee anymore. This is a you know this actually is giving me idea. Or what I should do is I should just buy them, like gift my sister's family because all of them love the smell of coffee. Just give them like four bags of it that they can put like under their oh pillow. My God. <laughs> they don't have to drink it, but they can smell it. So are you? Did you say that you host? Like, do you host them? No, I mean, I 
back when I had that awful, awful, awful huge house, I hosted them a few times. I don't have the room to, I don't have the room for more than four people in this house. There's just not, no way. I'm sure that someone like Yankee Candle makes a coffee scented candle. Uh-huh. I don't know. Do you think they, because where is Yankee Candle based? That's, I have no idea. Because they're huge here. It's not there? Because if they're based, they're huge no. here. Huge. Everybody's got the Yankee Candle stuff. I wonder if they have a coffee. I don't, how would that smell though? I don't know. Well, it would probably smell like thing. sweet coffee is my guess, yeah. which actually kind of kills the charm because coffee yeah. is this thing. I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't like the smell of it. I know people that don't like coffee, but every, I mean, even like you said, as kids, you love it. Something about the smell of it is just intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no, I know somebody who doesn't like the smell of coffee. What? And he wouldn't even kiss me if I had had a cup of coffee. Are you serious? <laughs> that bad? Yes. He hated oh it. God. He hated the smell. He hated the concept. And like, I, I have a cup of coffee every day. Every day. A really good cup of coffee. And I would go visit him in New York and I get coffee, and then he was just like, I'm not kissing you until you brush your teeth. Oh, my God. So he made you choose him or coffee. <laughs> oh, well, c- clearly that didn't work out to his benefit, but that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It was a weird thing, because I'm like, who doesn't love this? Who doesn't love this? Who doesn't love coffee? Yeah, honestly. I mean, even just the smell. Like, the smell, I think. I mean... Lexton doesn't drink coffee, but he loves the way it smells when I make it. Oh, Lita can't wait to start drinking coffee. She cannot wait. Do you not She's let like, her? How old do I have to be? How old do I have to be? Well, the girl in, we're watching Gilmore Girls right now. The The daughter in Gilmore Girls drinks coffee every day. Right, Rory, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? I'm not going to comment on that. Oh my God, did you watch the whole show? I have watched everything except the newest Netflix episode. Are you serious? I've seen them all. Really? It's okay. It's because I didn't watch it when it was out because it's pitched very much as like a girl's show, at least when I was at that age, like it was, a, uh-huh. it was a chick show, quote unquote. It's not, I mean, it, it is more for women, but there's a lot of, there's just a lot of interesting dynamics in there and some great characters. Yes. Yes. I'm totally I've really, I've really come to it. like it. Like, I didn't, I was just like, eh, when it first started, I was like, eh, but I, I've really come to enjoy it. Well, what season um, are you in? We're just, we're still in the first season. Oh, see, it gets good. We have a long way to go. I yeah. will say there's what, seven, seven seasons or something? Yeah. The last, at least the last season, maybe the last like one and a half, really did not like it. Really started mm-hmm. to lose interest. Some of the characters just wear on me. There's some character development that doesn't happen with some of them. This is amazing to find out. This is amazing. <laughs> so we'll have to we'll have to have a Gilmore Girls episode. We will. I mean, I know the whole town of Stars Hollow. Everybody. Oh God! I clicked on this stupid link. It was like twenty quotes by rabid Gilmore Girl fans, and I clicked on the link, and there are pictures, screenshots of fucking scenes that like. Oh my God, that just spoiled a huge plot twist for me. Like oh, yeah. I, shit. <sighs> yeah. I told Lita and she's like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's it's a cult. I mean, there's, yeah. it's a huge deal. I, I, I think Rory is 14. 
at the beginning of the of the, of the show. Um, so right I was like, beginning. maybe maybe next year you, you can start drinking coffee, Lita. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got to be early. like in the fourteen to sixteen age. Yeah, I've I mean there have been some drinks that Lexton has had that have coffee, but I don't do them often. But I've also noticed that I think he really wants to drink it, mm-hmm. but he can't quite stomach it yet. Right. Like, he he really wants to like it and tries so hard, but will drink half of it and then just act like he got full. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, it's okay. You don't have to love coffee right now. You've got plenty of time. But it is cool, I think, at that age. Like, it, you associate it with being a cool thing. Yeah. Especially if Rory Gilmore does it. I mean, exactly. Oh, man. And we have, yeah, so Christmas to Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas Christmas to Gilmore. And now everyone knows that I watched the entire series. <laughs> the more you know. Oh, and by the way, we, we need to, to let everybody know that we're soon to launch Patreon. That's yes, coming, very that's soon. coming very soon. Yes. It should be fun. So keep an eye out. Yes. And we would love to hear your take on Christmas season what what do you dread what do you look forward to is this your favorite time of year is it your least favorite time of year you can always send us your stories to stories at manacramblings.com Coco's barking that was a big bark well timed get him get him Coco and then you can find us online on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at manacramblings Oh my god. Oh my god. Coco is the embodiment of my of my whole like attitude towards this season. <laughs> Just barking. Angry barking. Oh, man. Yes. So um until next time, if you can find a baby Jesus with a light up its ass, we would love to see evidence. Oh yes. Send us pictures. Oh, that would be awesome. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.